KABC, Los Angeles, Orange County, a cumulus station. From the top. And ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourselves. The 30-minute non-stop Stop. news blitz on 790-KABC starts now. And before it starts, I want to remind everybody that the fire start, the wildfires, of course, were a big tragedy locally. And if you'd like to help the victims of these fires... You can text a donation to the Red Cross at 90999 or just go to kbc.com. And we have an announcement. The Comedy Store Festival benefiting the California Fire Foundation is happening at the Fonda Saturday, December 15th, hosted uh, by myself and Fraser Smith. The Festival of Stars, Mark Marin, David Spade, Eliza Schlesinger, Bobby Lee Moore. KBC presale is this Thursday, 10A to 10P at, hope I got this right, AXS.com. Password... Ha, ha, ha. Hmm. General sale begins Friday at 10 a.m. at AXS.com. Have a laugh. Come along. It's going to be a great show. KBC.com. Right now, though, it's Midday Live with Lawrence Vaughn and Dr. Drew. It's the 30-minute nonstop news blitz. Hey there, Dr. Drew. How's it going? It's, uh, I'm a little tired. I flew all night. I know. I know. Uh, well, you just sit back and relax. Uh, we got 30 minutes of nonstop news for you. Done. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we begin, of course, with the fires because they are still burning uh, throughout parts of our state. The Woolsey Fire, now among the largest on record in L.A. County. And uh, there was a new flare-up reported in Carlisle Canyon, as well as the Lake Sherwood area. They're sweeping across Southern California, and they've destroyed hundreds of homes, killed at least two people, and injured several more. They've ravaged beloved landmarks and park space, as we talked about yesterday. And there is a list of now 80 people still missing after these deadly Oof. fires. Yeah. Is, is most of that up north? Or up is north, that, yeah. for the most part. Uh, they're searching through the blackened aftermath of California's deadliest fire. That's the campfire up north. But they've released the names of 80 people who are still missing, including many of them are elderly. They're in their 80s and 90s. And as these names were made public, uh, additional crews joined the search and the death toll from the blaze kept climbing. A report of six more fatalities brought the total number of dead so far to 48 people up in that campfire. Uh, Back down here in Malibu, Pepperdine University has been responding to the criticism regarding the shelter-in-place policy that they had for their students. Uh, Members of the Malibu community, of course, criticized this shelter-in-place policy at Pepperdine, encouraging students to stay on campus while this fire spread. Residents at a public meeting on Sunday argued that the policy diverts resources from the city to protect the students who should have been evacuated in the first place. But students and university administrators countered that, saying the protocol has been a standard procedure for the past several wildfires. It's designed in collaboration with local fire departments. Um, there's also lack of places for these kids to go. A lot of them are from here. Yeah, We're actually going to speak to one of the students, Marie, Marie Ann Morris. She's a Pepperdine University student to talk about the shelter-in-place policy and what it was like and what they're thinking there at the university. But I'm hearing that there may be some time, some kind of little showdown between the university and uh, citizens of the town. I, I don't understand how they could do anything else. It would literally cause a horrible traffic jam to, to evacuate the, the kids, entire right? campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where are I they going? Know. They would have to and, find and a place for going? them to go that's safe. Yeah, right. Um, I think they probably thought if they could hold it out, they would because they don't want to fill up local shelters with all the college kids that have been uh-huh. evacuated. But, you know, they're 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 standing by their decision. Um, now, up in Paradise, which has been basically completely destroyed, uh, as they kind of dig through the rubble down there, they're trying to decide 
Can Paradise be rebuilt? Ugh. On Thursday, the campfire roared through Paradise, California, reducing the entire neighborhood to rubble along with business districts and other communities. And on a drive into the blackened foothills from the nearby Chico area, thick smoke is still lingering there. It makes it difficult to breathe, but all you see is burned out cars dotting the streets and bits of flames bursting from smoldering ruins. I mean, it looks like something out of a movie. Um, yeah. And we and yeah. we spoke to a forestry expert yesterday uh-huh. who told us that that was inevitable and uh, that, you know, it makes you wonder if they can rebuild unless they're going to do forestry management. Right. I mean, this was a town that many were drawn to because it's so rural. It has these spectacular natural vistas and it's affordable. Oh. Um, but but now, you know, they're asking, how much do you rebuild? I mean, this this is an entire town gone. Schools, hospitals, retirement homes, gone. Um, they're trying to still figure that out. Activists fear that this Woolsey fire may have released toxic materials at Santa Susana Field Lab. We talked about this yesterday, and yep. uh, none of our reporters on the ground could get any confirmation that this air was dangerous. In fact, they were told the opposite, that this is not the case. But many are warning that um, there is um, chemical and radioactive contamination from this area I, because of the fires. Some- I read something this morning that gave the sort of the all clear, but uh, I and I do trust the appropriate agencies to well, give us that information. But we'll I would too. We'll... But I was down there in nine eleven when they said the air there was all clear and everybody could continue working, and we saw what happened to many of those firefighters and first responders. Time to take a little break sick. from traffic with Rhonda Kramer. Thank you, Dr. Drew and Lauren. Southbound 405 before Venice, still working on a crash in lanes. All in all, delays, a couple breaks, but it is busy all the way back towards Sherman Way, northbound affected from Century Boulevard. Southbound 710 at Pacific Coast Highway. It is big rig in the right lane, backing up traffic toward Delamo, northbound 5 connector to the northbound side of the 110. Got this landscaping happening. It's backing up to the 10, southbound 5 affected from Los Feliz. To reminder, PCH still closed Las Posas to Las Flores, Topanga Canyon, Malibu Canyon also closed from PCH to the 101. 101 freeway is open. And westbound 91 La Sierra clearing a crash here in lanes. All that backing up toward Van Buren. I'm Rhonda Kramer, Talk Radio 790 KABC. Thank you, Rhonda. It is Midday Live with Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, in the middle of the 30-minute nonstop news blitz. Uh, Sorry. We've heard from some celebrities that um, either lost their homes or had to evacuate, and many of them are now moving back into the Malibu area. They have uh, lifted those evacuation orders for some homes. I know Lady Gaga, who had evacuated, visited um, a shelter up there in near Calabasas, as well as um, a school that was, you know, handing out uh, food and things for the evacuees. And she spent a lot of time taking photos up there and hanging out with them because, of course, she's one of their neighbors. She lives up there. Um, and a group of teens, <laughs> a group of teens helped save the Bachelor Mansion from oh, the yeah. wildfires. I saw Anyone that. a fan of the Bachelor show? A teenager helped save the Bachelor Mansion from getting burned to the ground. Um, Ava Friedman is her name. She's 16, and she lives next to the ABC property and made the dangerous trek back to Canaan Road in Agora Hills after being evacuated to check on her home with her dad Friday. She said everything was smoky. We got our house, and we were like, thank God it's still standing. We were so thankful. But then she noticed that next door, the bachelor estate, was in flames. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. She thought it... You know, it could also affect her home, of course. Yeah, um, sure. So she said the whole place was a ghost town. Everybody had evacuated. Friedman and her dad rushed to flag down a firefighter to help. We literally flagged them down and said, okay, our house is down there, and the next house, next door is on fire. Can you do what you can? So they were able to quell the flames before they destroyed more of the, f- the famed estate. Wow. So they are very glad 
that they found a brave firefighter who saved the bachelor oh, house. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank well, What would we do without that house? We spoke a lot about this yesterday. Rich people can pay for private firefighters while the rest burn. Well, not only that, we heard that insurance companies will pay for Well, that's high... what I'm getting to here. Yeah, insurance companies offer exclusive firefighting services for high-paying clients that can help them mitigate the worst consequences of wildfire disasters. But the other people who cannot afford this are not so lucky. But this is true of everything, right? Yeah, this is true of everything. Yeah, if you are right. rich, you can afford things the rest of us can't. Legal, legal representation, mm -hmm. number one, mm -hmm. number two. Uh, used to be of... bail. You could get yourself out yeah. on bail, yeah. uh, where mo many people couldn't. Kim Certain Kardashian and, and yeah. Kanye paid for private firefighters to protect their $60 million home in Hidden Hills after the couple evacuated under mandatory state orders. The firefighters were reportedly successful in saving their homes. The private but, but, the, but the insurance companies want to save it too because they don't want to pay that $60 million price tag. Right. So AIG's private client group, Wildfire Protection Unit, for instance, uh. is made up of AIG employees who are certified through state or local authorities. And in addition to protecting homes with flame retardants, these AIG employees respond to fires and map homes in real time as the wildfires approach. So they have like a team that goes out and does this for a price. Now... The the National Wildlife Suppression Association, right? I don't get this. It says it represents 150 wildfire contract service companies with more than 10,000 employees. Or is that this private army we're talking about? It sounds like it. Wow. Yeah. Then it there, sounds like then it. there's then there's also the Community Wildlife Protection Plan, which is part of the National Association of the Insurance Commissioner who created that one. So there's all kinds of stuff you can yeah. kind of go Well, through. I mean, this is very helpful to someone like me who, if I bought a home, you know, in a fire area, yeah. I would definitely go with one of these insurance companies that has this right. capacity, even if you pay a bit more, right? Yeah. However, the your home's not going to get priority over the very expensive one. So that's just reality. Not if hey, you pay hey, for it. Hey, you, you got to buy a $60 million pocket. home, Lauren. That's the deal. No, if you pay out of pocket for the extra coverage. Yes. Yeah. Well, but all, but I think remember that one we spoke to yesterday said that they would naturally go for those very high end homes because they don't want to replace them. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. Yes. But, yep. Um. So we talked about this yesterday. Like, what what is free speech, and when is something offensive? Because it's it's really becoming a slippery slope here. It basically, if you well, support everything's offensive, everything's offensive. obviously everything's offensive. You? But if you support the president, if you have any kind of uh, you know, wearing a hat, wearing a t-shirt, wearing a whatever. Apparently, in this day and age, that's considered offensive. So one of the, someone went to Disney, he was a Disney pass holder, and he displayed a pro-Trump sign at the park. He was banned from Disney World for unfurling a giant Donald Trump banner in the Magic Kingdom. And now he's been banned again. He said Disney officials took away his annual pass and... They finally had a change of heart and let him back in, and then he did this number with the banner. Um, but see, I, I they might have you, policies though that you can't. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's Disneyland. They don't allow much there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of yeah, exactly. You can't. Uh, and, and so, and I know you're you're a you probably are even a little more of a free free speech advocate than I am. But I think when people do things intentionally to sort of get people's offense going I, I, that's when I take issue I get know? that and obviously people do do that I mean what are you yeah. bringing a banner to Disney for right. if not to wild yeah, up some but he is just basically promoting our president and he's everybody's president so it's it's strange to me that 
you know, in a less divisive time, supporting the president and being a cheerleader would not be considered. It would be considered just de rigueur, right? Just yeah. part of the day. Although yeah, I don't it's know. Weird. No one. Yeah. It's a weird time. It is a weird time. Uh, the Rams play the Chiefs, but that game has been moved from Mexico City to Los Angeles. They'll be playing their next game at home instead of Mexico City. Monday's game against the Kansas City Chief was scheduled in Mexico City's Azteca Stadium, but there were concerns about the condition of the field because the issue was that soccer matches and concerts left that field a mess. That's according to ESPN. The game will still be played Monday, November 19th, but at L.A. instead. Do you believe it? Yeah, why wouldn't I believe it? I don't know. It seems fishy to me. Very strange. It was all Have you this seen hype. what soccer fields look like after games? Uh, yeah, the same thing that a football field looks it's like five, minutes, torn five minutes into the game. I don't know. It, it, it just Something about it just doesn't fit, feel right to me. It may, may be true. I'm not saying it is false. I'm saying how weird there was all this hype, and then all of a sudden, hey, we don't like the field. And by the way, they're they're pretty good at restoring fields, the NFL. I I don't know. I just, I'll just It sounds weird to me for some reason. All right. Noted. Yeah. Guess what doesn't like the heat? Your sperm, Dr. Drew. I know that. They're saying climate change could now damage male fertility. Because why not? Yeah. Yeah, your sperm doesn't like to be cooked. Uh, Research has shown heat shock can damage male reproduction in warm-blooded animals. And past work has shown that this leads to infertility in mammals. Yep. So the heat waves that uh, have male reproductive fitness. I'm sorry, they have it. I know it sounds weird over the radio, but they cut it in half, male reproductive fitness. And it was surprising how consistent the effect was, says researchers. Say it again, Lauren. <laughs> Research shows that the heat waves have male reproductive fitness. They halve it. <laughs> it's a tough oh one. <laughs> Speaking of overheating... Florida is forced to restart their recount after the voting machines overheated there. Crazy. I know. The elections department has flown in mechanics to repair these decade-old machines, according to the Herald there. We're disappointed by the mechanical problems that are going to cause further delay in the recount. You know, they're, they're working with a timetable down there. Yeah. Um, and, and these are the non-digital ones, right? Right. Because they, they, don't they warehoused... They the digital ones. They warehoused all the digital ones. That's the right. The judge did that. And then everyone called that voter suppression, even though that was just because the judge didn't think those were reliable machines. And now we have another batch of unreliable machines. Right. Good. So, go, Florida. I, I mean, we're just we're not far away from watching those people inspect the hanging chads. Remember from 2000? That was what? Fun. What was this? Do you remember the hanging chads from the 2000 no. contested election? You don't oh remember? There were people sitting there inspecting each voter card because if it wasn't punched through completely, uh, then you had what they called a hanging chad, which was like a piece of paper hanging I just from call it. That a incomplete punch. Or a, a hanging, hanging chad. chad. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a new term for me. Where were you in 2000? You were. Well, I, were, I know there was all that going on. I didn't know about the term chad. It's certainly not a hanging uh, chad. We all learned about the term chad uh. back in 2000. Every day, it seems we report on a different Trump official that <laughs> might be, quote-unquote, resigning or leaving to spend more time with their families. And the latest uh, talk is about a top aide of Vice President Mike Pence. His chief of staff, Nick Ayers, has emerged as a leading candidate to succeed White House chief of staff, John Kelly. This is according to several White House officials and others that are close to the presidential's orbit. 
An appointment would continue the rapid rise of the young aide. This guy's only 36 years old, and it would install a chief who enjoys warm relations with some of the most important figures in President Donald Trump's orbit, his eldest son, Don, his eldest daughter, Ivanka, and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner. If you look at a picture of Nick Ayers, he it looks like a yearbook photo. Like, he looks really young. He's, huh. he's, uh, he's not John Kelly. Let's no. put it that way. Uh. But, of course, we know John Kelly has been uh, under attack recently. And um, those who have Trump's ear but have clashed with Kelly as the former Marine general sought to regulate access to the president. So we all knew that his time was probably coming to an end. Hmm. Mm. And, I, and, and we know that Trump didn't really like him, but he just admires the right. militaristic and the military. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just worry if this guy's qualified to be a chief of staff. Who knows? We'll see. We will Maybe see. He'll, he'll, he'll pull a Scaramucci. He'll last about <laughs> four days, then out. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, they call it a Scaramucci now. Anything over 12 days is like you've you've survived a Scaramucci, a Scaramucci. right? <laughs> Michelle Obama's uh, book sales are through the roof. It was like the highest pre-order ever. Um, it came out today. Day, I believe. And now she's talking to Oprah. She's talking about her life in the White House and her feelings toward Donald Trump, which, of course, is making plenty of headlines. Um, I'm she says she told the sold out audience in front of Oprah Tuesday night. I'm finally claiming my story is is the quintessential American story. Yes, I'm black. Yes, I'm a woman. And yes, I grew up working class and my parents did not get to finish college. Mm -hmm. How dare someone tell me I don't love my country? Hmm. I, I wouldn't mind reading it. I know. Right? I wouldn't either. It's probably sure, fascinating. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, and I, I kind of really respect her. Just Oh, yeah. As a... Yeah. You know, one part of her story I don't know is why... Did she practice law for a while? Yeah. And, and why did she stop? To be a mom. Did it stop right then? No, I don't know that it stopped right and, then. And, and why? And what went into that decision? I never, I never really heard... You know. Well, maybe it's in the her. book, Dr. Drew. Well, I'm hoping it is. All right. I'm guessing. Well, let's get on it. <laughs> um, Kellyanne's husband Kellyanne Conway's husband has now launched a new anti-Trump group he's getting serious about his anti-Trumpism he co-founds a new group of conservative lawyers to defend quote truth and the rule of law his name is George Conway he formed a group of anti-Trump conservative lawyers this week his wife of course Kellyanne Conway is the president's senior counselor who also ran his 2016 presidential campaign so this new organization will create um, what they're calling breathing room for right-wing lawyers who fear that the career impact of publicly opposing a Republican White House. So, so do you get that? Like, they don't want to come out and publicly oppose a Republican that's in the White House, but they also don't want to say we're with it either. Okay. Like, they want to distance themselves from it. Mm. All right. So okay. President Trump recently laughed off an op-ed piece in which George Conway claimed his appointment of an acting attorney general was unconstitutional. He said, you mean Mr. Kellyanne Conway? <laughs> uh. He's just trying to get publicity for himself. It must be tough at the dinner table over at the Conway home, I can only oh, imagine, it's gotta be, right? It's got to be bizarre. It's got to be a bit icy yeah. over there. They just, they just must not discuss any of this stuff. Right, exactly. I mean, they mustn't be able to not talk about work at all. Although, who was the um, Democratic um, strategist? Uh, he's still on TV all the time on MSNBC. And he, Carvel and um, what's his name? Her wife, his wife. Excuse me. Oh yeah, Mary. Um, no, I feel like you, Mary. But they were, you know, she was 
hardcore conservative. He oh, was yeah. a liberal Democrat, and they got along yeah. great. They loved each yes, other. They true. do that love was, each other. That was a classic, totally a classic situation. A classic situation, yeah. Um, so the uh, over in England, the br- the latest on Brexit is Theresa May has won cabinet backing for the plan and warns it is her deal, no deal, or no Brexit for anyone. Oh, wow. No I Brexit know. for you. No Brexit I'll, for you and no Brexit I'll, for you. I'll now, hear some of the details, but we got to take a little break oh, first gotcha. for some traffic with Rhonda Kramer. Thank you, Dr. Drew and Lauren. We start with a problem now on the northbound side of the 5 at Paramount. Fast lane is blocked, already backing up through Norwalk and southbound 405 Mulholland. Middle lane blocked with a crash. Delays from Burbank, East 101 affected from Winnetka. Also on the south, 405, and around Venice. Carpool lane still blocked with a crash. That's now delayed through Wilshire Boulevard. South 710 at Anaheim, clearing a crash with a middle lane block. Back up to Lamo. Northbound 5 to the north 110, landscaping on that connector. And, of course, PCH between Las Posas and Las Flores. All that is still closed. And Topanga Canyon, Canaan, Malibu, they remain closed from PCH to the 101, but the 101 freeway is open. I'm Roger Kramer, Talk Radio 790 KBC. Thank you, Rhonda. We're going to speak with Marianne Morris, a Pepperdine University student, at the bottom of the hour regarding the shelter-in-place policy at Pepperdine. Right now, we're in the middle of the 30-minute nonstop news blitz. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, Midday Live, Talk Radio 790 KBC. And what are those Brexit details? Do we know? Okay, here are the details um, that I have so far. The deal agreed by cabinet, um, that was agreed by the cabinet after some passionate five-hour debate, Uh, Theresa May is saying, I know there will be difficult days ahead. They're threatening a vote of confidence. But um, I really have to get into the weeds to get all the details of it. Um, it's basically the what's, what Theresa May had been pushing for this whole time, but it's going to be rolled out slowly. And uh, I don't know what this means. A dog's breakfast, but still best thing on the menu. Oh, That's my God. That's what the analysis is. That is hysterical. <laughs> it's so British. <laughs> I know. Isn't that it's a like, British thing to say? It's, yes. It's going to be some weird Cockney thing, you know, buckets of hay or something. It has some translation. It's a dog's breakfast. I guess it means like it's, it's not something yeah, you want to eat. It's gross, but it's, but it's the best thing on the menu, yeah, right? We don't yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, perhaps breakfast. we can get into the weeds with this uh, a little bit more and go through the yeah. specifics of the deal. Um, in other news, uh, you know, Amazon has decided to split their HQ2, their second headquarters, into two cities. Um Long Island City, one of them, Queens, and the other is uh, Crystal. Uh, it's a, it's Virginia, right outside. Essentially, Arlington, City. Arlington, Virginia. Yeah. Essentially. Hey, listen, Crystal. Long Island City is coming on. City. You know what I mean? I I just well, drove yeah, through it. Well, yeah, you drive through it, and um, there's all that new construction, right? All yep. those like beautiful new buildings, but yeah, can it can it hold a you know? huge new company with how many 50,000 new employees just showing up I guess they're not all going to live in Long Island City obviously but yeah but the other the whole surrounding area is going to benefit from this but what I'm sort of amazed at is all the other cities that vied for Amazon's love yeah and and didn't understand that it just came down to dollars and cents you know like these are the guys that gave them the tax breaks and paid them to come in and also explain to them how they could pull it off from a standpoint of uh, quality of life for their yeah employees. well all these and cities did it. they all put together packages you know to send to but, amazon i heard trust um, me california did not do much trust california's me. not business friendly and there that's was a great right. there was actually an and then art- they're surprised then they're surprised no i know but they that- it's a 
there was an article, I think, in the L.A. Times yesterday that said we dodged a bullet because we simply don't have the infrastructure. You know, we don't have housing is already too expensive for everybody here. It would only make housing grow up. It only destroy traffic patterns wherever it was. Oh, my God. Um, I know. So that's what Californians are concerned about, not the influx of jobs or the money that it would bring to the area. It's like, right. oh, God, we already have enough traffic. We don't need that. And think about it, that the the billions of dollars of tax revenue, we don't trust our government to do anything with us to solve those problems. That's right. Okay. All yeah. right. Way to yeah. go, California. Way to go. Nailed yeah. it, yeah. as usual. Um, oh, we already talked about Trump itching to fire John Kelly. And um, Jeff Flake is now coming. Jeff Flake is now, you know, Mr. Honesty because he's not running for another term. Uh, Jeff Flake says the U.S. troops at the border cannot be called anything but a stunt. He says, I think it's unfortunate that we have soldiers at the border. Um, frankly, you can't call it anything but a stunt here. And it's unfortunate that they're going to be away from their family during the holidays coming up. And we just don't know what exactly for. He is a fre frequent Trump critic who is, is retiring when his term ends in January. And a, a lot of people feel the same way because they're not actually stopping the migrants. Uh, it, essentially, all I can pull from what they're actually down there doing is pointing out where they are. Right. And, they have and they like, put up, they have no... They put up a wall. They put up barbed wire and stuff. They put up some barbed wire. Yeah. And what about, and what about this group that's uh, climbing the wall in California? Do you have that story? No. There's, a, there's an LGBT group. Interesting, if you will look at Ami Horowitz's video, he interviews that group. And uh, they're actually sort of very very smart and very articulate. And, and they are actually being, uh, they're being uh, bullied by the rest of the group. And so they splintered off. And I just got that story security. about the fence climbing. Yeah, yeah, many on the Mexican side of the border climbed the fence and sat or walked on top of it while others jumped and crawled through the openings in the fence only to run back to the Me Mexico side when U.S. Border Patrol agents approached. Um, so the first wave is here. They're coming. And Border Patrol re released a statement that said they believe some of those at the fences are members who are traveling as part of the Central American migrant caravan. Um, that we know. We uh, get, maybe get Ami Horowitz. And, we should. Know, we have to get to talk a, to him. Because yeah. the, 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 the video left me ambivalent. It, 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 well, when you see the people concerning. that he interviews and they're like, oh, I'm here to get jobs. I'm here to finish school. I'm going yeah. to um, finish school. Like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't, I think that they've been told a lie. They've been exploited yep. politically. Yep. And uh, I, I shudder to think what's going to happen to them when they try and cross over illegally. They'll end up in detention camps. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anyone has made that clear to them. That and, I, you know, I want to help, but I don't think they actually just, you know, wanting a job does not justify asylum. And no. none of them none no. of them said in the interviews Ami did that we they showed us, at least, none of them said they were moving away from crime or anything else. They just wanted to work and go to school. Yeah, but you know and what? Crime no longer um, is actually also, I, I understand, for, but we, we were led to believe by the press that they were all fleeing crime, yeah, and not yeah. one of them said that, which is interesting. Uh, and he also documented the millions of dollars being spent to move people up here, but... Why don't we just use that money to help them in their country of origin? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm so ambivalent about this. Right. I, 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 and I'm glad I heard the UN. It seems like the UN was involved, which made me feel good. Mm -hmm. And this is an international crisis, and we had to help these people somehow. Yeah, but I, I don't love that we're wasting our military nope. personnel doing that. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, a new study says all adults should be screened for unhealthy alcohol use. Lauren. Uh-oh. <laughs> I am. I, I work with you every day. I feel like you would tell me if I needed to knock it off. 
Really? <laughs> Wouldn't you? If you noticed some warning Let's, signs? You, you started by saying, you have to work with me every day. And if I were to no, really I drill... No, I said I do. If I were really to drill in on your alcohol consumption, that work environment could be get, could be affected. That's true. So sometimes prudence dictates. Well, they're calling for drinking checkups when you visit the doctor. All adults, including pregnant women, should be screened for unhealthy alcohol used by their primary care physicians. Yet another job for your primary care physicians. I know, I know, I know. Um, for those what is patients, the criteria? For What's those patients who drink above the recommended limits, doctors should provide brief counseling to help them reduce their drinking. What's their threshold? It's, it's usually um, all over the place. Okay, so the independent panel of medical experts uh, came up empty as far as teens. Yeah. The task force says it didn't find enough evidence to make a recommendation for or against alcohol screening, counseling those under 18. Mm. But unhealthy alcohol means drinking beyond the recommended limit, so no more than four drinks in a single day and 14 drinks in a week. That's the line well, that's drawn for that's men. A lot. No, 14 <laughs> drinks a week? <laughs> yes, that's a lot. That's only two a day. E, e, or, there, or more than four a day, right? Was that the threshold? Well, 14 drinks a week is the threshold. So that's... Sorry to, sorry to blow your cover, Seven honey. days a night and seven <laughs> morning drinks. <laughs> <laughs> seven wake-ups. Wow. Um, I, is that a lot? I don't know. If it's one that's drink. A, I, I thought they were going to say like six drinks a week. I really did. Really? Yeah, because they used to be... The, they, they used to call unhealthy drinking quite a bit lower than that. So that's interesting. Hmm. That's all right. I'm, I'm not all right, judging. I'm I don't, do not judge. Do not judge. <laughs> the line is drawn for men ages 21 to 64. And for women and older women, the Institute advises no more than three drinks in one day and no more than seven drinks in a week. Thank you, Lauren. That is a 30-minute nonstop news blitz. We'll leave you, Lauren, with that bummer thought. We're going to be speaking to <laughs> Marianne Morris from Pepperdine University regarding the policy of shelter in place for the students there at Pepperdine. We've got a lot of show coming up. Of course, we can get more reports on the fire from our reporters. We also have a uh, attorney who can help us deal with the insurers. It's Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew. It's Midday Live on Talk Radio 790 KBC. Time for a little news with Jeff Whittle. See you, Phil Hewlett. The next 30-minute non-stop news blitz is at 4 with Jillian Barbary and John Phillips on 790 KABC, where the news watch never stops. KABC News live and local at 1230. I'm Phil Hewlett. It appears the Woolsey fire has claimed another life. A body has been found in a burned-out home in Agora Hills. Officials call it an apparent fire-related death. That will be confirmed later. Relatives asked deputies to do a welfare check on the resident of the home in Lobo Canyon Road, leading to the discovery. Meanwhile, fire crews continue to stretch containment lines around the fire, which has now charred more than 97,000 acres. The blaze is now 47% contained, and officials hope an anticipated shift in winds later today will help them completely surround the fire by Sunday. But active flames are still burning, notably on the western flank in Ventura County and further east in Malibu Canyon. Several celebrities lost their homes in the Wolsey Fire. The homes of singers Miley Cyrus, Neil Young, and Robin Thicke are reduced to rubble and ash. The homes of actors Gerard Butler and Shannon Doherty have also been destroyed by the fire. Several other celebrities, including Lady Gaga and Kim Kardashian, have not yet been allowed back into their neighborhoods to assess the potential damage. About a half dozen people have been arrested on suspicion of looting homes that were evacuated during the devastating campfire up in Northern California. Butte County Sheriff's deputies found two men hiding inside a home 
In the town of Paradise, with a 45 caliber handgun and drugs, they also found an AR-15 rifle and tools the men are suspected of stealing. Two other men were arrested yesterday with a laptop that didn't belong to them, and police say two more arrests were made after men were spotted in a stolen motorhome. Talk Radio 790, KABC Sports. Rough night for the Kings at Staples last night. Toronto visited and issued a 5-1 defeat to the Kings. The Ducks are in Vegas tonight to play the Golden Knights. The Lakers host Portland tonight. Clippers have the night off. That's sports on 790 KABC. Traffic, a market check, weather, and more. Dr. Drew Midday Live next. KABC Newstime, 1232. If you're retired or retiring soon, listen to Money Matters with Ken Morafe every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 2 on KABC. This is John Greenhut, and if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, Power Swabs is the answer. In five minutes, you'll see two shades wider teeth, and in seven days, six shades. Even better, there's no messy strips or trays that you'll have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Power Swabs, call 1-800-679-0969. Your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. Dell's Black Friday sale for small business is on. Save up to 50% with massive deals on office essentials like computers with 8th gen Intel Core processors and the latest servers. Even other top brand electronics are on sale. Plus get free shipping on everything. Quantities are limited. Dell's small business technology advisors can help you find the right tech for your business needs at Black Friday prices. Just call 877 by dell or visit dell.com slash Friday. That's 877 by dell ABC has dependable traffic when you need it the most. Sponsored by Scientology Network, South 405 Mulholland. Well, that accident finally cleared, but delays Burbank to Getty. East 101 has been affected from Winnetka. Southbound 405 Venice crash in the carpool lane with delays here from about Wilshire Boulevard. Southbound 710 right around Anaheim. Been working on an accident in the middle lane. Still slow toward Delamo and PCH. Still closed. This is Las Posas. On over to Las Flores. Topanga Canyon, Malibu. All closed. PCH to the 101. And now up on the northbound 5 at the 138. It's a new little brush fire. At least five acres so far. It's on the east side of the freeway. Southbound 5 at Paramount. Crash in the left lane. Delays from Norwalk. Southbound affected from the 710. It's quite busy. I'm Roger Kramer. Talk Radio 790 KBC. This fall, it's TV that entertains and inspires. See TV that changes lives. Curious? All new shows, all new stories, all on one network. Scientology Network on DirecTV Channel 320 or go to Scientology.tv. Here's your 790K ABC market check. Dow Jones Industrials down 100 points. S&P 500 down 9 NASDAQ down 29 points. Just a quick uh, bit of breaking news for you. Uh, up in the Gorman area, a brush fire has broken out right off of the Golden State Freeway near Highway 138. Uh, firefighters are there. At last check, it was five acres of land burned and moving quickly. KABC SoCal weather, mostly sunny today. Highs from the low to mid-70s at the coast into the low to mid-80s inland. Right now, 75 in Porter Ranch, Bellflower 80. It is 78 in the city of Orange. If you'd like to help the many victims of the fires, text a donation to Red Cross at 90999 or go to kabc.com. I'm Phil Hewlett, KABC News. Howard's, Southern California's choice for appliances, TVs, and mattresses since 1946 with a 60-day price guarantee and an all-important next-day delivery. Visit howards.com for the showroom nearest you. Howard's, 72 years of making your house a home. KABC News, sponsored by Howard's. 
790 KBC welcomes the Comedy Store Festival benefiting the California Fire Foundation. Starring Mark Marin, David Spade, Liza Schlesinger, Bobby Lee, and more, I'll be hosting. It is at the Fonda on December 15th. Tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m., but call number 8 will win a pair of tickets at 800-222-5222. Call now. The Comedy Store Festival at the Fonda on December 15th. Call number 8, 800-222-5222. wins a pair of tickets. Tickets furnished by Golden Voice. Aaron Copeland's birthday. Our number is 800-222-5222. This is Midday Live on Talk Radio 790 KBC. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew. And we are going to go out now to a Pepperdine University student, Marianne Morris. Marianne, welcome to the program. Thank you. So the experience of sheltering in place is sort of being, well, first of all, I'm sure it was not a fun experience, number one. But number two, it's sort of being called in, the wisdom is being called into question. What are the students generally yeah. thinking? What are the students saying? Um... I've talked to a lot of my friends, and we feel that it was the safest option for us. Um, most of us don't have cards. Um, PCH was gridlocked. So we all felt that it was the safest option for us to shelter in place. And uh, we all felt that the Pepperdine emergency team knew what they were doing and that they were doing everything they could to keep us as safe as they could. When the city or the surrounding sort of community comes down on Pepperdine for that. How do the students upset about it? Do they agree with the community? Do they think that maybe Pepperdine ought to have its own private fire force or something it could call upon? What do the students say? Um, I mean, I can only talk for myself and for my friends and, you know, from what I've heard, but we, we don't agree with the community. I mean, we're and supporters of the community who lost their houses and we're praying for them and we're doing, we're going to do what we can to help them rebuild, rebuild and all that. But, um, we feel that everything that has been said is not true. Um, we feel that we didn't feel any resources from anyone. Um, so what happened was that Pepperdine is a, a base for the fire department. So they're, command station is at Pepperdine um, during the fires, but they were not here um, when we didn't need them. So they would just go back and forth to where the fires were um, to help the people who needed that help. Um, When the fires came on Pepperdine's campus, they were here for us, but other than that, they were in the surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. What, What was the experience like? I understand some of you were kept in the library. Is that what happened? So we were kept in the field house, with, which is our gym, and the cafeteria. And then um, around, I think it was 5 or 6 p.m., they moved us to the library, from the field house to the library, so that we would be more comfortable. And this, literally 3,000 students in these concentrated areas? Pretty much, yeah. But um, and the you, library... Were you guys nervous? Did you kind of trust that the university was doing, you know, everything they could? Or did you, did anyone feel like we just need to go off on our own and figure out how to get out here or what? Get out of here, yeah. Uh, I think some people wanted to leave and the university never stopped them from leaving. But most of us felt that we were in the safest place we could be. I personally felt very peaceful and very trustful of the team. Uh, This is not their first fire, so they... That's I good. clearly felt they knew what they were doing. Are, are you from out of town or are you from the vicinity? I'm from France. From where? 
France. France. France? Yes. Oh. Hmm. So this was this is my first year at Pepperdine and um, my very first fire. Wow. And votre anglais est très bien. <laughs> Merci. <laughs> it's like like she sounds like like I would she, never know you're from France. I, I, thought, she amazing say thousand, I thought she was going to say Thousand Oaks. Yeah, or maybe like <laughs> Paris, California. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, crazy. Yeah, so you wouldn't have much chance to find to be able refuge. to get home. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. So yeah, I can understand. No. Be very. And and it's. Did you understand when you came to Pepperdine that we have these kinds of fires here? That this is an issue. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Um, I think pretty much everybody knows that, you know, South California has fire issues, but um, being our orientation, they really um, explain to us the situations and the risks and explain to us what their procedure was. And so when we had to evacuate, everyone knew exactly how things would go and where to I, go. I, I'm having trouble concentrating on the fire because I cannot get over her English. No, I know. I, I, I can't, can't believe you're from it. France. I can't get past <laughs> it. I cannot get past it. Where did you learn English? Um, my dad is from the U.S. I see. So he taught me and my brother English, but I was born and raised in France. My goodness. Wow. Okay, well, Marianne, uh, merci bien. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we, it's, it's, I'm glad you're safe, and we appreciate you spending a little time with us and explaining what the student experience Thank was you. like. Okay, you got of it. Of course. Thank you so much. Uh, Marianne Morris, she's a Pepperdine University student. Wow. Yeah, crazy. I wish we, don't you wish you could speak two languages? Like oh, that? God. Like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect. We're going to get an update from uh, James Rojas at the top there regarding um, Eastern Malibu, um, Eastern Malibu repopulating containment. I'm not sure what that is about. Also, we're going to talk to you, Joshua Hefner, a Los Angeles attorney, regarding how to deal with the insurers after your home has perhaps burned down. 800-222-5222 is the phone number. It's Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew. It's Midday Live. Dependable traffic when you need it the most. South 405 Mulholland. It was an earlier crash, finally cleared. Burbank to Getty is your delay, and it's affected the East 101 from about Winnetka. And also on the South 405 at around Venice. Well, that crash now on the right shoulder delays through Wilshire Boulevard. Northbound side of the 5 at the 110 connector. They got landscaping. Well, that's backing up traffic as well to the 10. And the southbound 5 now backed up to the 134. PCH closed. Las Posas to Las Flores. Topanga Canyon, Canaan, Malibu Canyon. They all remain closed from PCH to the 101. Northbound 5 at Smoky Bear is a brush fire on the east side of the freeway. And southbound 5 at Paramount. It's crash in the left lane already delayed from Norwalk. Southbound 5 is a little slow out of East L.A. from at least Dittman. I'm Rhonda Kramer, Talk Radio 790 KBC. Evolved. Our number is 800-222-5222. I'm going to get to a couple of stories here, but we do have a call. Uh, Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew, is Midday Live. Sasha, go ahead there. Hi, hi guys. I'm loving this show. Um, I've driven a 1,000 miles and actually here to help my brother, who's in southern L.A. County. Um, the problem is he's uh, into meth, and I've approached him, but he was completely hostile and didn't want anything to do with me and swore me off. He did recognize me, though. So I, do you have any advice on approaching a hostile 32-year-old whose teeth are starting to go? And Is he want to um, talk to me? able to take care of himself, or is he out on the streets? He's sleeping in parks and knows how to get food and clothing. I, I would try to see if you can get a conservatorship. 
I know there's a little there's a pilot program in Northern California where they are expanding the ability to get conservatorship, and this is the exact situation where that is is appropriate because right. the meth completely scrambles their brain completely. Okay, and all they want to do is sit and do meth and take apart their bicycles, and they're very paranoid, and very angry. And it's it's they're right. not in their normal state at all. They're they're it's it's brain impaired. I mean, I, I I cannot understand how we allow people like this to sit on our our in our in our streets. It's the same as allowing. Do we allow people with dementia to walk around in the street? Do we allow two year olds to walk around on the street? It's the same thing. It's the same thing when people are affected by this drug that profoundly alters their brain function. And part of the paranoia with meth. Well, not part of it. The actual focus of the paranoia is always towards people close to them. So it's neighbors, coworkers, family, and the and the and the delusions can be quite elaborate. But unfortunately, the way the laws are in this country, you are at your liberty to do that. There may be though an opportunity if you can get a good attorney to try to get a conservatorship and get him placed. And in about two weeks, he'd clear right up, mm. and then wonder what the hell you know happened to him. Okay. Okay, thank you very much, guys. All right, Dr. Drew, do you have any, because um, I, I was talking to a family that basically gave up on their son who had the same, sounds like the same situation, and they said, you know, he got treatment, he got better, and when he stayed on his meds, he was great. But then yeah. he got off his meds, and whenever he gets right. off his meds, we get a call that he's been arrested somewhere or that right. someone's that's found him. That's schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that is the other, you know, that's, again, people, when they're on their meds, they don't like to take their medication for various reasons. And they go off them, or they think they're normal. They don't need them anymore, right. so to speak. And then they get back in trouble. And uh, I it, mean, without it, housing them and keeping them in some kind of institution, how do you make them take their meds? You know. Well, they have long-acting injectables now, mm-hmm. very long-acting. But of course, you can't do that. You can't do that. They're a little bit expensive still, and soon that price will be coming down. And that's what we need to do. We need to, you know, keep after people the way you keep after somebody that say is in the. Um, uh, parole situation. You know, we have, we manage to monitor people that are on parole. We, sh- we need to monitor people right. that have these chronic conditions that make them so severely impaired. They're not themselves, and the the feature, the one of the hallmarks of these disorders is lack of insight, resistance, paranoia. So they don't realize they're sick. They are unwilling to listen to anybody about it, and that is the feature of the that is a feature of the disease that keeps them ill. And man, when they clear, they're often very unhappy with people that allowed them to to languish in their illness. When it's addiction, it's it's actually a little dicier problem because this is now an ongoing chronic problem, and somebody as bad as Sasha's brother is going to need you know maybe a year of treatment mm. in a highly structured environment, and a lot of people don't have resources for that on top right, of that. So, right. but you can find for a motivated person, of course, Sasha's brother is not for a motivated person. You can find low low cost stuff at sober livings and whatnot. So people get sober anywhere, but uh, you know unmotivated patients are a challenge. Our number is eight hundred two 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 five two two two. At the top of the hour, we're going to be speaking with Westwood One News correspondent James Rojas, uh, an update on the Malibu fire. Also, we're going to talk to an attorney who can tell us how to deal with an insurer after the home you may have lost your home or property. Again, the number is 800-222-5222. It's Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Drew. It's Midday Live on Talk Radio 790 KBC. Run, run, DMZ. 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 For you, fresh, it is Rev Run's birthday from Run DMC, everybody. Lawrence Vaughn, Dr. Groom, Day Live Talk Radio, 790 KBC, our number is 800-222-5222. So, Lauren, there were a couple of stories that caught my eye that I bet you were going to get to uh, during the 30-minute nonstop news blitz. 
Um, the Today Show ratings went up. That's after right. Megan Kelly left. That's right. And is that now? Is that Hoda and Kathy Lee? Is that did they take over that hour? I think just Hoda. Just Hoda. Hoda Kathy did. Lee comes on at ten. It's Hoda, Craig. What's his name? The other African American guy. And uh, I, I was watching the Today Show this morning, and I was having trouble understanding what they were doing, and and. Humbly, they were having trouble producing what they were doing because <laughs> it was. It, what's the hour where they had like Jenna Bush and? That's um, earlier. Yeah, and they, they that that group had blue cards where all three of them were asking the same question over and over. It's like they weren't listening to one another. It was it was kind of extraordinary, and I thought, oh, they're they're struggling to get this thing together. I think, and which it's got to be hard. I mean, they're filling what five hours. Is that what they yeah, feel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hoda alone is on there for like, what, four and a half hours or something? And, and is she doing like a talk show like uh, Megyn Kelly did? No, but if it, you've it, ever watched her 10, 10 a.m. show with Kathy Griffin, with Kathy, I mean, that, with Kathy Ka Griffin, Kathy, Kathy yeah, Lee. Lee is like yeah. a talk show. They're it's like they're drinking wine the whole time. They're so, <laughs> by the time doing cooking the segments. Show, she's and... wasted. So, so, so I'm a little confused. So she gets to the end and doesn't do anything with an audience range. She just stays on that set that she and Kathy Lee had. Yeah, I think. I don't know. You, you probably know better than me because I haven't been tuning in as much. Another just... story. I, I'm still trying to figure it out. Another story is uh, Monique defended Roseanne. Did you see this story? No. It, it was hard for me to understand. I, I didn't quite know what she was getting at. Um, Who, who's the, Monique again? For those of us that are Monique unfamiliar? is a is a Amer is a she. Uh, she won an Academy Award. Uh, she's uh, American comedian. Her her thing was her big her initial. Oh, she played the was, mom in Precious. That's how he, I would know. Her. Well, okay. she played the mom in Precious. She won an Academy Award for that. But before that, she was in a what was that TV show she was in? Um, 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 um. So, anyway, she was in. A, she was a regular on a TV show. We used to have her on a, on Loveland all the the Parkers. She was on the Parkers. Um, and she has said now. That she was, it sounds like she was kind of defending Roseanne Barr, saying, quote, has she ever said kill black people, unquote? No. No, she, I know she's never said that, but, but I'm, I'm trying to get, understand what Monique is getting at. Is that, is that the, her threshold for racism by uh, trying to kill somebody? I'm hoping that's not what she meant. You know, you know what I'm saying? Is no. That... <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> well, it, she said she defended her by saying that she hasn't killed anyone? She has. She Has she ever said kill black people was Monique's question okay. in defense of Roseanne's diatribe. Okay. And so my fear is that Monique is making a case that you have to you have to want to kill people of a particular persuasion in order to reach her criteria for racist, sexist, whatever, mm -hmm. xenophobic. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say there will be some clarification on that one. I'm going to say she misspoke. Okay. I'm going to give her. because we'll I have to wait I, and see on that. I've known Monique for a long time. She, she that does not sound like her. 800-222-5222 is our phone number. As I said, we're going to get a report from James Rojas regarding the Eastern Malibu move back. People are getting back in. And we're also going to talk to an attorney regarding the insurances and how they handle wildfire, da wildfire damage. Be a part of the conversation here, 800-222-5222. And Ami Horowitz is going to join us at 2 o'clock hour. This is Midday Live on Talk Radio 790 KABC. Time for a little news with Phil Hewlett.